book of John tonight, John chapter number one, John chapter number one, and we're going to read the uh, first 14 verses of John chapter number one, and I want to bring a very practical, but I think it'll be a very helpful uh, Bible study this evening, John chapter number one, and we'll read verses one through 14, and while you're turning there, let me just once again remind you, let's look forward to a good weekend on Sunday, our Sunday school hour in stewardship. Uh, we're coming down to the end of the year, which means we'll come down to the end of that series. And I want you to be there for each and every week as we uh, get to the end of the year and then looking forward to a good Sunday and having our missionary with us on Sunday morning. And then, uh, of course, our uh, service on Sunday night. Look forward to what God does that evening. John chapter number one, follow along with me if you would. Verse number one, in the beginning was the word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God, whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Of course, these verses are speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. And aren't you thankful for the Son of God? Aren't you thankful for Jesus? And as I read this, and what a wonderful passage of Scripture, a wonderful book, the book of John, certainly John chapter number 1, and we're reminded of our Lord and we're reminded of a lot of things that Jesus is. He's the Word. He's the light. Uh, you think of this dark world and the light came and they comprehended, comprehended Him not. Uh, that thought, that's, just a, that's just an amazing thought in itself, but certainly true. And we talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. We often hear things, uh, phrases that are said, and sometimes we don't uh, understand what they mean. Sometimes... We say them not mean, knowing or comprehending, taking the time to realize what it means when we say it. Uh, what, so, Pastor, what are you talking about? We say things like, well, I just want to be like Jesus. Don't you just want to be like Jesus? You, you, you're afraid to answer that because of, of, the, of the context I'm giving this in. Well, I just want to be like Jesus. There's many who would say, uh, you know, there's a two extremes. There's several extremes. There's one is like, well, I don't, I don't need church. I don't need the Bible. I don't need any of those things. I'm just, I'm just following Christ. I just want to be like Jesus. There's that extreme, which I've taught you about the fallacy of that in, in times past. But I would think in the average church, aren't we all here because we truly, we want to be like Jesus? I'll help you answer this. I want to be like Jesus. You feel a little bit better now? Now, how many of you want to be like Jesus? Okay, now, now we're on, on board. How to, and tonight, so I want to give a little Bible study on how to be like Jesus. I'm going to come at it from a little bit different angle, and then at the end, I'm going to give us the things that we can do to be like our Savior. But let's ask the Lord to help us. Father, I pray that 
you would use the time in our Bible tonight to help us maybe be reminded, first of all, of who Jesus is, be reminded of what he did for us. Our salvation is through him. And Father, we're grateful for that. Uh, But Father, you, you desire for us to become more like your son. That's one reason why we have the word of God. And Father, may we allow... Uh, it to be a help to us tonight and father may we allow the bible study to be a help to us tonight and so uh, may we put some things in our life that will truly help us to be like jesus and we ask this in jesus name amen well we may say i just want to i want to be like jesus or i'm trying to be like him we know what we mean by that we can't become deity we can't overcome our flesh now thankfully One day we get to heaven, we're going to have our glorified bodies. There is no sin in heaven. Now, think about that for just a moment. How many of you are going to heaven? And if there's no sin in heaven, that means something has to change when we enter into heaven. And that is a glorified body. But down here on this earth, we say, I want to be like Jesus. And truthfully, my desire, not just for myself, but my desire for every member of the Emmanuel Baptist Church is for us to become more and more and more like our Savior. A good exercise for you and I to go through is if you can think of a time when you were more like Jesus, you're backslidden. Sometimes we think of the backslider as somebody who's out away from God. No, out every day out of becoming more and more and more like him. If you've been saved 50 years, you have not arrived. Because as I look around, and there's some great Christians, I think the best Christians are members of the Emmanuel Baptist Church. Uh, Nobody in here is perfect. Which nobody is, it's a shocker to some of you right there, uh, nobody, that means everybody in here, we can continue to grow and become more like Christ. Now, how can we be like Jesus? Well, we, we say that, and it's truly what we want, and I think in this, in this religious world, we make a lot of say, well, we're just trying to be like Jesus, and we don't, we don't fully qualify that. How can we be like Jesus? Can we do the things Jesus did? I think in Luke chapter 2, verse 41 through 49, as a child, Jesus astonished the teachers. He was so wise, being God, that the religious scholars, he didn't just entertain them, he astonished them with what he knew. So how can we be like Jesus? Can we do as he did in that first miracle, turn the water into into wine, as John chapter 2 records? Here's one in Mark chapter 5. He cast the demons out of the maniac of Gadara. Can we do what Jesus did? Well, if we could, some of your kids wouldn't act the way they, they act, but that's, that's a whole other story. Jesus heals the leper in Matthew chapter 8. Can we do that? Jesus calms the seas. We've preached about that this past uh, Sunday, and, and uh, uh, you know, can, he calmed the seas. Do we have that kind of ability? We know very well the story, the account, the miracle of the loaves and the fish and the feeding of 5,000. Uh, we're going to be like Jesus. Can, can we do that? He healed the blind man Bartimaeus in Mark chapter number 10. He, the woman with the infirmity was healed just by the touch of his garment. You think of the power of the Son of God. Just if I can touch the faith she had. Ultimately, faith healed her. But if I could just touch the power, touch the hem of his garment. 
can we walk on the water? Matthew chapter 14 gives an account of Jesus walking on the water. John 11, we read of Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Uh, you think about that. It's often been said by many preachers, and, and, and as Jesus went and Lazarus had been in the tomb, and, and he, he was already in those grave clothes, and, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. He had to call him by name, or all the dead would have come forth. That's the power of the Son of God. He healed the severed ear that Peter cut off in Luke chapter number 22. You think about that. Um, can we do that? I want to I just be like Christ. Well, well can you do that? Um, we know that he took on the sins of the world in the crucifixion. And certainly we can't do that. The resurrection. He was placed in that tomb after giving his life and then was resurrected from the dead. Uh, in John chapter 20, we have the account of Jesus appearing to the disciples in the upper room. You say, you know, I, I can go in a room. Well, he didn't open a door to go in the room with those disciples. Um, so is that being like Christ? We know he ascended into heaven in Mark chapter number 16. Um, as much as your childhood fantasy was to fly, you can't fly. Uh, he ascended into heaven. So we say we want to be like Jesus. We can't do any of those things that Christ did. Because Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus is God. We read in John chapter 1 uh, of who Jesus is and the power that he has. So we say, what do we really mean? We say, I just want to be like Jesus. I, and, and, and this is good for us to remind. This is just a, just, a, just a glimpse of the miracles that Jesus did that are recorded for us. We look at Jesus, we say, I want to be like Jesus, and we know we cannot perform the miracles that Jesus performed. We know we can't walk on the water. We know we can't do these things. We don't have that supernatural ability. So today, I want to help us by giving us some very practical things that we can do to be like Christ. Because I'm afraid when we say, I want to be like Jesus, we, do we really take the time to think about, how can I really be like Jesus? Jesus is the pattern for everything. Have we heard that? Have we said that? It's true. But have we really stopped to take inventory of the pattern that Jesus has set? Well, well, I want to be like him, so therefore I want to follow him. And Okay, so what is it that Jesus did that set the example that we can follow? When we say that, or when he is our pattern as we are taught, I don't think, and I don't think any of us believe this to be true, that it meant go replicate all the miracles that he did. But I'm going, to, I'm going to give us some very practical things tonight that we know we ought to be doing, but I want us to look at in the context of if we really want to be like Christ, that we must stop and we must make sure that we're doing these things on purpose. We have a sinful flesh that even though we're saved, we're still bound by this flesh. And we are not going to be like Christ on accident. You and I are not going to be a good Christian just because that's just the way it happens. 
No, if that is going to be the case, we have to do it on purpose. So if I want to be like Jesus, there are some things that I must look at in the life of Jesus that I have to, on purpose, make an effort to copy. Uh, we look at the Son of God and we say, oh, be like Jesus, but there's, we, we can't do this, we can't do this. He's God. Certainly so. But Jesus was and is the pattern for you and I. We must take a mental inventory. We must make a list and say, today. Are you with me? Today. I want to be like Jesus. Now, over the course of our life, after we're saved, if it, that spans, Brother Farber, how long have you been saved? 57 years. So, he's been saved a, how old are you? No, uh, 50, 57 years, he was saved when he was six months old. So, that's, that's how, when he got saved. Over the course of 57 years, from the moment he got saved to 57 years later, he's more like Christ than he was when he got saved. That's a span of a lifetime. That ought to be a goal for all of us. When the, when the, when, 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 whether Jesus comes back or he, when it's time to call me home, I want to be more like him than when I got saved. But today, let, let's, we can look at it as the, over the course of my life as a saved individual, I want to be more like him. But today, if you don't make the effort, if you don't say, I want to be like him today, when, when we all go home and we get ready uh, to go to bed for the day, get ready for a new day, can we say that I was made the effort to be like Christ today? In the morning when the sun comes up, you must make an effort. I want to be like Jesus. You have to make an effort to do that. Now, I'm going to be very practical and I'm going to give you some ways that we can be like Christ. Because don't we want to be like Christ? Everything I give you tonight is nothing going to be anything new. But I'm afraid the reason why Christians don't do it is because we don't make a point to do it. We don't make, we don't, we let this world influence us. You don't have to do anything to let this world influence you. You don't have to do anything, and before long, you'll catch yourself saying things that the world says. Before long, you'll find your, your, your mind thinking the way the world thinks. That's why as a child of God, we live in this world. That's why we must make it a point. If I'm truly going to be like Jesus, it's more than just getting a t-shirt that says, you know, I'm a Christ follower. That, that doesn't mean you have to make a point to say today, I want to do these things to be like Jesus. Here we go, number one. What can we do to be like Christ? This is going to be deep. I hope you're ready. Pray. Study the life of Jesus. Prayer was of vital importance to him. I, I reference Matthew 26, 36, but there's so many different places. If you just study, and this is a good, good thing for you to carve out some time to Read the Gospels in their entirety. Sit down and read the entire book of Matthew. Sit down and read the entire book of Mark the next day. Sit down and you have to carve out the time to do that. It gives you that picture of, of, of the Son of God in that, in that setting. And just, and just let your mind take notice of every time he prayed or every time he referenced prayer. It was very important to him. 
on the eve of his crucifixion, he was praying. Say, I want to be like Jesus. You're not doing the miracles that Jesus did, but let me tell you what you can do like Jesus is pray. It was vitally important. So sometimes they say, oh, I want to be like Christ, like some, some magic thing is going to take place. No, you have to make a point to say, if I'm going to be like Jesus, I want to pray like Jesus prayed. I want to follow that pattern. So today, when the day ends, I hope you've taken this, I want to be like Christ, take the time to pray. Tomorrow, take the time to pray. Prayer was very important to Jesus. If it was important to him, shouldn't it be important to us? We ought to pray for our family. We ought to pray for our needs. We ought to pray for others. Uh, Jesus did not let those opportunities pass by. We have specific documentation in the scripture of prayer and of what Jesus said about prayer. But how many times do the Gospels does it reference many times of he went apart. He, I preached on it recently how Jesus sent those disciples away and he went up into the mountain. He wasn't just getting, he wasn't finding himself. He wasn't getting along with nature. He was talking to his father. He was communing with his father. Prayer was important. So if we're going to be like Christ, we must pray. Number two, what can we do to be like Christ? Now, you have to make up your mind you're going to do this. Just like you're not just going to roll out of bed in the morning and automatically pray. You're not just going to roll out of bed and drop to your, I mean, you may drop to your knees just because that's how you get out of bed, but that doesn't mean you're automatically going to pray. Or maybe it's like, since I'm down here and i got to get somebody to help me up, I might as well get my prayer time in. What, 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 however it applies, just get it done, pray, and be like Jesus. Number two, love. We throw that word love around. We're so flippant with the word love. We have redefined in our minds what love is, and it don't really mean love. Sometimes, I mean, we give so many different definitions. But love does not expect anything in return. We, 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 it, it's a sad thing in this world, in our society, we, we, we have the level of love as, as third grade kids, like, if you love me, I'll love you back. Or I'll, I'll love you so that you love me, or I'll love you so that you get, so I get something. That's not what love is. For God so loved the world that he gave knowing that the very people he loved, many were going to reject his love. But we ought to love. You know, and, and, and I just, just as a caution reminder, because we're in this heated political cycle, say, when is that going to end? It's never going to end. It's here, it's going to stay, in my opinion, it's never going to end. That's why we as a Christian, if, if you don't make up your mind every day, I'm going to love. I'm going to love I'm going to not just love, our, well, I love my family, I love mine too, but, you know, we're commanded to love outside of that. Jesus loved those that crucified him. That's the kind of love we're supposed to have. That, that's not going to happen if you don't make a point to, to, to do it. We ought to love. Number three, if you want to be like Christ, I can be like Christ, Give. Give. Being like Christ and being selfish are not compatible. 
not compatible. Stingy Christians are not like Jesus. It doesn't matter how high your personal standards are. I'm for high personal standards. But I'm for give, like, to be like Christ, we ought to be, be willing to give. And, and I'm, not, I'm not necessarily in this context talking about your tithes and offerings and all of that. Yes, you ought to do that. But being a person that is willing to give. So what, what are you talking about? You ought to give of your time. You know, the greatest, you know the greatest thing you can give somebody is your time? That's why, quite frankly, you ought to be considerate of people's time. Because that is the greatest thing that we have. Because when it's gone, it's gone. Give of your time. You give, not just to others, but you give the Lord your time. But you give your time to others. Um, certainly... Having a, a giving spirit, but God certainly gave, but Christ gave. You, you think of, in Christ willingly came, of course, and he willingly bore our sins. He willingly was our sin sacrifice. We, we, we talk about, we remind ourselves, we encourage ourselves with how wonderful heaven is. We remind ourselves of that place where we're going in heaven and how wonderful it is, and we preach and talk about the streets of gold and all the splendor that is there and the perfection. Jesus left that to come to this imperfect world and to be treated the way he, he, he gave. He gave himself. Well, I just don't see what, you know, this Christian life, I just don't see what I'm, and pastors, you know, we, we always reminded that we ought to be given this and this and this. I just don't see what I'm getting out of it. That's not being like Christ. You know what Christ got out of it? Scars. But he was our redemption. What are we? What are we getting? You know, what are we going to get out of it? Well, if we help somebody, you realize that you, if you have a giving spirit, we, we don't understand that God. Sometimes we say we understand it. We don't always take time to, to recognize the fact that God has put our lives together. Number one, and tomorrow somebody's going to cross your path that God intended to cross your path. You can be a help, encouragement, maybe it's to give them the gospel, whatever it is. But we ought to, if we're going to be like Christ, we ought to be willing to give. Don't have the attitude of, I'll do for those who do for me. Sadly, that's the world we live in. I'll do for those who do for me. Should not be that way amongst God's people. I'll do for those who do for me. Uh, we ought to be willing to give. Because, you know, there's some people who... They can't do anything for us. One of, the, one of the things, and not with all the financial institutions I've talked to, but one of them is they want to just look at it strictly from a business standpoint. In this ministry, there's never going to be any financial stream coming from that. Our recommendation is, and you know, that, that's, that's a conversation that doesn't go very far. Because it's not about what people can do for us. That's, what's so, that's one of the many Things I could talk about all night that's wrong with the, the Rick Warren purpose-driven. They tell you there's a certain kind of people that you go for because of what they can do for your church. Well, Jesus died for everybody. He died for the poor as well as he died for the rich. He died for all kinds of men. And we're supposed to go, I believe the Bible even said, into the highways and the hedges. Those aren't people who can give a whole lot to your church. Give. How are we going to be like Christ? Give. Give of your time. 
certainly give of your talents and your treasure. Number four, and I have more than four tonight, so don't get too excited when I say number four. Are you ready for this one? I don't know if you're ready for this one. If I'm going to be like Christ, there's some things every day I have to get up and make a point to do because I'm not, my flesh just isn't going to want to do it. I, I, and I've, I've mentioned these already, and, and we should pray. And, and, you know, let's just be completely honest. There are times when your f- flesh fights you, when you want when it's time to pray, when you need to pray. But you have to make up your mind you're going to do it, to love, to give. But every day, if I'm going to be like Christ today, i got to get up and i got to say, number four, I'm going to forgive. I'm going to forgive. Might I remind you what Jesus said on that cross? Father, forgive them. See, this is, I hate to use the term real Christianity, but this is where it gets down to really make a difference in our life. Because if what's going on on the inside, people can't see what's going on on the inside until it comes out on the outside. And if we're going to be like Christ, we have to make decisions. This is what I'm going to do today. See, if you make up your mind every day you're going to talk to God, as just like Jesus set the pattern for us, you're not going to talk to the wrong people because you're, you're talking to God. It's going to set you in a, in a mindset, a, 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 a way of thinking. But certainly when it comes to forgiveness, is there anything more Christ-like than, than forgiving? I don't know if there's anything more Christ-like than forgiving. So if I want to be like Jesus, then you know what I have to do? I have to forgive. I just want people to see Christ in me. We say that, but then we as Christians, we we harbor bitterness in our heart. How can the world see Christ in us if we're not willing to forgive? Pastor, why are you bringing this up? Because I know people. I know the battles that I've had to face in my life at forgiving. So don't look at me like, like you're looking at me like they're like, I just hurry and get this over. We don't have a problem with this. Oh, we all have a problem with this. But if I'm going to be like Jesus every day, I got to get up and say, I'm going to forgive. So, Pastor, who are you talking about forgiving? You tell me. Who is it that you need to forgive? Well, and you know, I, I, this isn't the first time I've said this, so you, you know that about what I'm going to say is, well, if they, if, if they ask me for forgiveness and I'll forgive them, that's not Bible forgiveness. Because there's some people who are going to go to their grave and they're never going to ask you for forgiveness. But you should forgive them. Let's be honest. If you don't, there are certain things and certain situations and certain people, if you don't make a conscious effort to forgive, six months later, you're still going to be thinking about it. And now it's going to be a whole lot worse than it was when, when, the, when the, the offense happened because they should have known by now that they offended me. And they should have come to me and try and, try and rectify it. Well, maybe, maybe not, but you should have forgiven by now. Do we want to be like Jesus? Then we should forgive. Let me, let me add a word to that word forgive. Unconditionally. I shouldn't really have to say that, but because for, forgiveness is unconditional, it is unconditionally, unconditionally. There, there's all kinds of quotes that could be said, and cert- certainly, 
you know, and I'm not even trying, trying to remember some of, some of them, but forgiveness, I'll just summarize like this. Forgiveness frees the person who's forgiving. It, it's, do you realize that day, life is too short to harbor bitterness, unforgiveness? We're going to be like Christ. I preached, of course, those many weeks of, of that series, Standing Near the Cross, and how certainly there are stories that we don't even know. By, G, by, by this, the meek and humble spirit that Christ had by going to the cross and offering forgiveness, it had to have an effect on those witnessing it that day. And when people... Wrong, I'll use another example of Stephen being martyred. And Saul, who after he was converted, we know became Paul, holding the coats of those who were stoning him. And before Stephen died, he offered forgiveness to the very ones who were killing him. It had to have had an effect. Because isn't that what Christ did? Isn't that what Christ would do? So today, you say, well, I forgave them, and I'm still, I'm still upset. Well, you, that's why I'm saying every day, you got to decide today, I am going to, if I'm going to be like Christ, then I have got to offer forgiveness. That means you can't have road rage on the way to work. That means you got to, you, you, you got to, you gotta, there's some things you just got to let go um, that doesn't mean everybody's going to treat you right. Everybody's not going to treat you right. Truth of the matter is, on most days, more people are going to treat you wrong than treat you right. But it's important that if we're going to be like Christ, don't you want to be like Christ? Don't you want to be like Jesus? Then we have to every day... Okay, the yeses are getting less and less as we get into this list. I can't imagine how, how long I'm going to be at the end. Number five, if we're going to be like Christ... We've got a minister. It makes a difference in the life of a Christian. And many of you could testify this. When you make that switch. And you don't come to church just to get. But you come to church to give. And I'm not talking about money. Now that's good too. But how can I help somebody? What a minister to people. We certainly pray for others. Every one of us in this room tonight, we could all give testimony of a time when we needed encouragement and another child of God encouraged us. And if, if even no, no, no longer, at least for even in that day, if they, kept you, if they encouraged you to keep going that day, what a great thing. Now, is it true, and you don't, you don't have to answer this out loud, of course, but isn't it true that every one of us at some point in our in our path in our life and it's going to happen again that we need others to minister to us we need others to be a help and an encouragement and help meet the needs that we have well it is true of us and aren't you thankful that even when we're forced to put down our pride and admit that we're in a situation where we need the help of God's people that there are others that God would send along, others willing to be like Christ in ministering to us. 
If I'm going to be like Christ, it's always about somebody else. It's always about others. It's always about what can I do for somebody else. You think, you think Jesus ever put himself first? Absolutely not. It's always about others, 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 others. We, if we're going to be like him, we have to minister. So, t- so tomorrow, when you, when you get up, I know you've got to go to work. Let's, it's better today. Many of you may be off, may be off tomorrow. So we'll say Friday, you've got to go to work. If you come up to me and say, well, I'm all Friday. Well, you just plug a day in. If you're retired, then, then come down here, and I'm going to put you to work. How about, how about that? Say, you know, I, and I think about all of this and all the, the grind of life and everything I've got to do. When you get up, don't you want to be like Jesus tomorrow? You're going to have to make up your mind to keep your eyes open. So I'm not going to come in contact with any of my, any of my fellow church members. Do you think that's the only people that we're supposed to minister to? Well, look for somebody that we can be ministered to. There's times that, as the scripture t- talks about, that we help those, those angels that are unaware. There are times when that's the seed of the gospel. Is it? Yes, you can, you can give a gospel track, and that's the seed of the gospel. But sometimes letting somebody see Christ in you. We ought to make up our mind that we're going to minister to others. This is a good question. This is a good question for all of us as, as part of this church. Who are you ministering to? Certainly those that live in your house. You should be ministering to them. But outside of your house. See, you can't be a selfish, selfish Christian and say you're being like Christ. We think I'm being like Christ and we think of separation from this world. And certainly that is part of it. But there's more to it than that. It's being intentional in the fact that I want to pray like Jesus prayed. I want to love like he loved. I want to forgive. I want to minister. Number six, last one. We're going to be like Christ. We have to reach, reach others. Jesus came to this world to seek in to save that which was lost. We have to reach other people. It is going to be a wonderful reunion day in heaven when the Lord calls all of his children home. Think about that. We, I would dare say that everybody in this room has got loved ones in heaven. That's going to be a wonderful reunion day. But it's going to be a great reunion day when we're reunited with those that reached us and those that God used us to reach with the gospel. Think about that. Those, I, I look around and, and so many of you have served faithfully in this church for so many years. I see many who served in our, have served in our bus ministry for decades in children's church. And how many children that you present the gospel to and you just, you've done it for so long, you forget how many. It was Jesus that said, suffer the little children to come unto me. We use our life to reach. One day we're going to be reunited with all those that we don't even remember. What an what a, what a incredible reunion time that is going to be. I even think of many of our members who in the last couple of years the Lord has called home and all of them used their life to reach exactly what I'm talking about. And certainly when they saw their Savior, that was a wonderful reunion time for them. But all those other people that they... They, that's going to be a reunion time. 
So I want to be like Jesus. What, what do I need to do? Well, one thing that you've got to make up your mind you're going to do is you're going to reach people. So, so we say we need to do all these things because didn't Jesus come to reach people? Certainly he did. When he went to the cross, he paid the, the, the sin's penalty so that every man could be saved. But he, in his earthly ministry, everything he did was about reaching others, reaching others, reaching others. So if we take this list and we say, I want to be like Christ, okay, here's six things, and there could be more. And you could summarize all of these in to doing the will of the Father. Because Jesus did the will of the Father. And I believe that this would be the will of the Father for every child of God. So if this is what we need to do, and tomorrow when, the, when we get up and we say, okay, I want to be like Christ today, I need to do these things that Christ did. And by the way, if we practice these, not only are they actions that Christ did, it is Christ-like. It will change us. It will change our desires. It will change our character. It will change our priorities because we're on purpose change, re reorganizing these priorities to say, this is what I want to do to be like Jesus. See, we live in this day of, 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 of and if, if you're above 60, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. This. We live in this day of hashtags and slogans. Well, it's on my social media profile, Christ follower. Yeah, I, I'm looking at what you're posting in, yeah. That's coming up a little short. But let's push all of that aside and say, how can I be like Jesus tomorrow? And get up and pray. That's what Jesus did. See, if Jesus was on this earth right now, what would he do? Everything that he already did? He'd pray. So if we have this little list and, and we say, if I want to be like Christ, I need to do all of these things. And by the way, you can't do these things without the help of the Spirit. Say, well, Jesus could do that because he was God. Well, he certainly was and is God. But if we were to keep, if we were to turn to John chapter 14, certainly, and read the second half of that, when Jesus talks about, I'm sending another. If you're saved, how many of you are saved tonight? You have the Holy Spirit of God dwelling within you. We are not God, we are not perfection, but we have a member of the Godhead living within us. So if I'm going to do this, I've got to yield to him in order to do it. it, it it's, you know, praying does more for the person praying in many cases than the people you're praying for. And if you want really to be changed in your probably Prayer is a good place to start. You can't be involved in all these. If you're really going to spend time with the Lord, maybe you're different than I am. But I know that when I go to my prayer time every day, the first thing that God reminds me of is what I need to deal with. And, I, you know, I've, I've used this before. I stopped saying, God, I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about others. I'm, I'm coming to you on behalf of others. But it's amazing that when you talk to God, the Spirit of God talks to you about what you need to fix about yourself. So you, if we're going to be like Christ, this is a good list for us to start with. You have to do it on purpose. So, so having said all that, if we're not doing these things that Jesus did, 
and set the pattern for? Can we say we're living like Christ? Because it's about doing, following the example that I just don't, you said forgiveness, Pastor. I just don't think I can forgive. Well, if you don't yield yourself to the Spirit of God, you're not going to be able to do it. But you've got to make up your mind you're going to do it. And that's a whole other topic for another day on, on forgiveness and, and, and the Holy Spirit's help with that. But um, very generally speaking, here's the thing. So why don't tomorrow, why don't we get up why don't we decide, I want to be like Christ today. I want to be like him. So how can you do it? Can you go and do some of these miracles that, that Jesus did? No. But God doesn't expect us to do that. But we can pray. We can love. We can give. We can forgive. We can minister. And we can reach. So really it comes down to if we really want to be like Christ, we've got to make up our mind that there's some things that I have to make sure that I do every single day. You can do these things I mentioned. I can do these things that I mentioned. But I've got to make up my mind that I'm going to do them. I've got to decide I'm going to do them. I've got to look for those people that God brings across my path. I've got to, so many times when, when, when I'm praying for others, right there while I'm praying, God interrupts my prayer and, and puts on my mind a way to minister to somebody, a way to minister to them. It's amazing what will happen if we make up our mind, I want to be like Jesus. I want to be like Christ. Now, the world, so many religious will say it's this, 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 but really when you follow the pattern of Christ, and there's other things that I could, I could have mentioned, but I want to mention these tonight. Because I believe these are things that we could do every single day. So the challenge tonight is for all of us to be like Christ. So we have a little list that we can follow. So, so before you go to bed tonight, take this list and think, think about it. Determine. Say, well, if I don't have a set prayer time, that's the first thing you need to do. Is you need to decide. Say, I don't know what to pray for. I give you, I give you two different prayer lists every single week. Probably on the app if you have an app. If you don't know what an app is, don't worry about it. Get the get the get the get the paper on the way out. Um, you know, but but we try and make it as available as possible. Um, you know, pray for start with start with just ten things. You're, you you say you know if you have ten family members, there you go. If you have ten, there you go. Start with that, and then as you pray for those things, you can, you will expand. I'll say, but you have to make a time. Say this is when I'm going to do it. Um. If you live long enough, somebody's going to wrong you, hurt you. And you have to make up your mind you're going to forgive them. And some wounds take decades to heal. Some don't ever heal. So, Pastor, what I do about that? Every day you got to make up your mind, I'm going to forgive them again. And I'm going to forgive them again. And when that person cuts me off in the morning, when I'm just taking that sip of coffee, I'm going to forgive them as well. And let's make it, you know what, it would change this world if everyone who named the name of Christ said, I'm a born-again believer every day on purpose. 
said, I'm going to live like Christ. It would change our lives. It would change the lives of those around us. Father, help us to be like your son.